Life Audio. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Randy. And I'm Andrea. We did it again. <laughs> we did it again. This is take two because we wanted to make sure that our sound was balanced. And she and, did and so worked. good. Yeah. She just jumped <laughs> yeah. in and she just said it. You know, you got to be on your toes. Yes. So, Andrea is here with us. She's a missionary. She is the daughter of... Of a Lori McFall and Chris McFall, who have right. both been on this podcast. That's Lori right. was just on like what two episodes ago, yeah. and so that's awesome. So you've got a brother, and we were just saying we got to get him on now. Now we got to get the brother on. That's, that's right. right. And you know what? We're going to talk more with Andrea right after this quick break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. who you are, what you do, and uh, God's call on your life. Sure. So my name is Andrea McFall. I am a missionary and teacher in Managua, Nicaragua, and I've been there for about five years. I teach at Nicaragua Christian Academy. I teach secondary math, and I've been filling in as the secondary guidance counselor for the last two years as well. Um, You've not been filling in. I've you not, took over okay. the slot. <laughs> well, I've tried to, but we couldn't find a math teacher. And okay. so um, I haven't fully done that job. Are but you I've running been... an entire school? Is that what I'm hearing <laughs> you say right I now? I mean, I don't want to say that because they might listen to this. <laughs> but no, I'm not running it. I just saw a need and said, I can do that. I can talk to kids and help them out. So, cool. Yeah, so that's the... 30-second version of what I do. Okay. Um, so why Nicaragua? Um, so a little bit of background. I was a missionary kid. My parents served in the Philippines for nine months when I was in fourth grade, and then they served in Ireland in, when I was in fifth and sixth grade. And um, I started going on short-term mission trips the summer before my eighth grade year was my first one. I went to, well, actually before that, I went with my dad to Haiti. I went to Cape Haitian Haiti. Um, and just got the bug for those short-term mission trips. I really loved what we did helping the local missionaries and then started going, went to Mexico a couple times, went to New Orleans, um, started attending uh, or going on mission trips with New Hope Youth Group. And in 2008, I graduated high school and then went to Nicaragua for my first mission trip there. And I just knew right away that something was different about that place. It 
got under my skin and God had been working on my heart to think about serving long-term and I was very resistant. I think my words were, I will never do that. Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> God teaches you not to ever utter those words. I've he? uttered those words a few times and some one or two have like not actually happened yet, but I just kind of hold my breath waiting. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I had gone on other mission trips. I went to like South Africa after that, but nothing ever got my attention. I just knew I came back from my second trip to Nicaragua. I said, I'm going to live there one day. And cool. um, so that was kind of how it all started. And I went on nine short term trips before I finally moved there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So this was not just like a knee jerk, I'm jumping in, I'm going to make this work. Like you, you really thought this through. I mean, I God had been working on my heart for a long time and I knew that that was where all of this was leading. I knew that the timing of it was right and yeah. Okay. Now on those short term mission trips, did you work in the school? Um, we never served um, at Nicaragua Christian Academy. We did other ministries. We worked at like a local orphanage or we helped at different, we helped at a, a ministry that helps children with disabilities. And we did a lot of different things, building projects. But in 2013, uh, two people who worked at the school were working with our team, Greg and Sam Elam. And they said, um, well, if you're interested in coming down here and teaching, you need to come see NCA. And so they brought me over to NCA and I met all the people and um, the principal at that time was Susan Hall. And she saw me and she said, let me give you a tour. She met me and just said, let's give you a tour and showed me around. And I just knew, I said, this is where I'm going to (laughs) be. And I visited the school a couple of times, but every time I just, it felt like walking home, like setting foot in at home. I don't know. It just felt right. And I even visited another school there and another international school. And it was a good school. It still is. But I just was like, this isn't, nope, this isn't right. I'm going to be at NCA. Yeah. So, okay. So, like, make sure I'm getting this right. So, you are, are you a missionary there or do you, like, live there as a resident? Yes. Okay. (laughs) It's kind of both. So it's kind of like what Randy did, right? For like 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have my residency, like praise the Lord. I just got my five-year residency, so I don't have to do all that paperwork for five years. And that is such a blessing that I can't even describe. Um, But I am a missionary. I raise funds and I do ministry. I minister with my students, but I also minister outside of the school um, in a few different ways. So very cool. Um. What what does that look like? Like, what is the what's the religious kind of climate of Nicaragua? Like, what's that like? Um, predominantly, most people would say that they are either Christian or Catholic. Okay. Um, and I would say that re- people who claim those religions take it pretty seriously. Um, okay. They they it's a lot of times it can be about kind of the rituals of like go, making sure that you go to go to mass or go to church every Sunday. Um, and, but it's, it's not always something that's just a name only. Whereas I've seen that like in Ireland, people would say, oh, I'm Catholic, but they don't have any sort of practicing faith. It's like a cultural thing. Yeah, versus a, exactly. Yeah. It's so, like how a lot of Jews, I think, treat yes. Judaism yeah. today. Yeah, exactly. I think that that would be a good comparison. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now you work in Nicaragua Christian Academy. And I know a little bit about school, not a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is not a school exclusively for uh, expatriates. Correct. Uh, the school started as a school for ex- expats 
um, missionary families specifically. There were like, it was kind of a co-op where they, mm -hmm. these families were homeschooling their kids and they said, let's homeschool together. And so it okay. started with like 20 people, I think 20 students. And it just kind of grew and they eventually opened their doors. Um, and so the primary focus is still to be a place where missionary families and expat families can send their kids um, to receive a Christian education. But because of a variety of things over the last five years, there was a, a political crisis in 2018. And then uh, with COVID, we have lost a number of our expat families and haven't had new people come in as much as we've lost. And so I, the demographics of the school are actually predominantly Nicaraguan. And um, we are a private school, and there, um, so therefore there is a tuition with that. But we are one of the cheapest, if not the cheapest, like um, option to receive an education in English, um, and that means a lot to these families. Because if you, ha if you, if a person can speak both English and Spanish, they have much more opportunities available hmm. to them. So it's K through twelve. It is pre K one through twelve. So we have wow. kids as young as three years old. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And we have but about. But it is all in English. Yes. It is all taught in English. I mean, the younger kids, the pre-K through kinder, sometimes they have to kind oh, of do sure. Spanglish because sure, the kids sure. don't really speak right. the English yet. Right. Um, but it, I mean, except for Spanish classes, obviously taught in Spanish. That, but yeah. That's we, fair. So everything that I teach is in English um, in the math classes. Now, if, uh, if a kid goes through uh, Nicaragua Christian Academy um, and wants to come to the States to study in mm -hmm. college, uh, is there... Are, are their studies approved? Oh, yes. Um, we are accredited with ACSI, the Association of Christian Schools International. International. Okay, I was really nervous that I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> they were going to come after me and my licensure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we are accredited with ACSI. So our students, um, every student graduates with a Nicaraguan, no, sorry, excuse me, an, an American diploma. And then our students who are from Central America take a couple extra classes like they have a required psychology class that's in that is taught in Spanish and they have they have to take chemistry and physics whereas our North American students don't necessarily have to take both but they well, they can graduate with the yeah. bachillerato diploma the the Spanish equivalent okay yeah so they, they all of our students have that US diploma and can apply to schools in the US and many do we have students who apply all around the world though it's really cool now because you're a private school you probably don't run into kids that really don't want to study you get kids that are really <laughs> focused oh yeah you know none of my students ever <laughs> have to be dragged by their teeth to do their homework or to I, pay I attention am a firm believer it doesn't matter what school you're going to there are harvard people right now <laughs> yes. that are like i do not want to yeah. be here i know it i know that and so that's why that relationship piece is so important because yeah. if if a student knows that I care about them and I'm invested in them, it makes them want to just do a little bit more. Even like even on the days when they're like, Miss, I really don't want to do this. And I say, I know you don't. I sometimes I say, I don't really want to either, but let's <laughs> let's do this together and we'll get through it. And suck it up. You buttercup. know, and I think they just appreciate it. I'm so but mostly yes, I do have a lot of highly motivated students. Um and I have parents who are highly motivated for their children to be successful. They're like, I'm paying for you to go to school, so you better go to school. And some of our parents say, this is a better opportunity than I had, so you better like take advantage of this. And so a lot of parents are just trying to make a better life for their kids. I mean, yeah. Very cool. So 
do you want to walk us through like what your ministry opportunities look like? Sure. So many people, when I talk to them about this, say, oh, so you're a teacher, you're not a missionary. And I am like, ah, I would actually say they go hand in hand because um, especially working at a Christian school, people make assumptions that I'm just talking about Jesus with people who are like-minded. And that is not always the case. Um, I have students who have been at the school since they were three years old. And so they know how to give the answers. They know answers to questions that I don't even know. Like they have been in it for so long, but that's all it is. And then I know that there's not actually any sort of a relationship. It's like head knowledge, no heart yeah, knowledge. Kind exactly. Of thing. And no desire. Like mm. they're just counting down the days so they can graduate and then not have to give those answers anymore. They don't have to go to chapel anymore. Exactly. We have <laughs> weekly chapel and it kills me when I see someone like falling asleep and I'm like, I get it. It's Wednesday morning and you're tired, but come on, like this is good stuff. Um, and so for me, the, the, the missionary piece comes in where I, I'm very blessed in this school that I can have a relationship with my students where one, I can talk explicitly about my faith. I taught in private or excuse me, public school for five years before I moved to Nicaragua. And I was told right off the bat, hey, just so you know, this was from my principal. He's like, I get it. I believe like you do, but you cannot bring up your faith unless a student asks you about it explicitly. Mm -hmm. That was here. That was here. And so then all of a sudden to be at a school where I'm encouraged to talk about my faith and to pray with my students, um, that was just mind blowing to me. And I also have the opportunity. I had my very first year, some of the seniors that year said, Hey, do you want to go out and get pupusas? Which are like, um, I call them like stuffed tortillas. They're <laughs> yeah. one of my favorites. And you is can... that like an arepa? It is. It's okay. like a stuffed arepa. Okay. Okay. There you yep. go. And they're so cheap. They're so good. They're like, I think we could, I could eat for like two or three bucks for myself. That hurts it's... my feelings. Cause all I can get for that is like a burrito from Taco Bell. Maybe not even that at not this point. And maybe you still the, could. Just the bean one, though. Just the bean one. Yeah. Cheesy bean and rice burrito. It's yeah, all a nope. lie, dude. <laughs> anyway, so they asked me if these seniors asked me, hey, can we go get pupusas together? And I'm like asking my principal, am I allowed to hang out with students outside of school? She said, you know, I mean, they asked their parent if their parents know and you're not one on one with them. Like, yeah, sure. Hang out with them. And that was just a totally different scenario than anything that I had experienced before. And so I've been able to spend time with students outside of the classroom as well and having those conversations. And at that particular one, people started talking about what they believe. I didn't even start that one. And, you know, we get around the table and someone's like, oh, I'm Catholic. I'm, yeah, I think I'm Christian. I, you know, I have some questions and I get to one kid and he says, uh, I'm agnostic. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So that's really interesting. So why, and we got to have a conversation and conversations like that are just so, so important to me because the students need to see, I think, that um, that someone's going to listen to them without judgment and give them a safe place to ask questions. And so that's kind of been my my goal. I'm going to offer my thoughts and my beliefs oftentimes, but I will, I just want to be there and listen to them. And that is so important. And I've been able to see the missionary aspect come out more in the guidance counselor role because part of my role is, yes, helping kids try to get into college and all that stuff. But it's also, to me, one of the most important parts is offering a safe space, an office where my students can come in and talk to me. And so I've had kids who come in and say, like, I just need a place to cry for like five minutes. I say, okay. And they just sit in the corner and cry and then leave and they're good. <laughs> um, that happened once. And I was like, you do you. 
And then I've had kids come in, you know, I'm having a panic attack and we just talk through it and what's going on. And let's, let's talk through that. I have another, I had another kid come in and say, I'm about to make some really bad decisions. And I think I need to be here so I don't make those bad decisions or make worse decisions than I already made. (laughs) Um, And I had another girl come in with like um, allegations of abuse in the household. And like, I got to walk through that with her. And so um, it's just been really cool to be like, I, I get to teach. Yes. And I love the math. We won't even go down that because that's a whole nother topic, but I get to pray with my students and say, like, how can I pray for you? And I follow up with them and say, how's that going? And investing in the lives of these kids is just so important because some of them to them, Christianity is just a set of rules. And I get to live the gospel in like in a day-to-day life with them and show them no it's not just about rules and what you can and can't do yeah it's so much more so that's awesome yeah i i have a couple thoughts that i want to want to throw out there right now number one um i just realized that i have two math people sitting at the table (laughs) you're right and that's a bummer because (laughs) i am not a math person i'm leaving so we're gonna have to like make sure that we don't go down that rabbit hole because i'll just cry and curl up in a corner we can fix you it's no you can't (laughs) Maybe we need to like lay hands and they, pray over they've him. They've tried for years, dude. It doesn't work. You want to Okay. The thing that stinks about math is that math, there's only one right answer to any given math problem. And if you make the smallest <laughs> error anywhere along the line, you're done. It's over. You've messed it all up. English is beautiful because I can wordsmith something to you where it's like, oh, okay, well, at least he tried. And it's like, but did I? Did I really? Or did I just talk for a long time? You but know? Here's the cool thing about math is that there's one answer, but there, you can find all these different ways to get to that answer. And there's, it's so beautiful yeah, to look but, at the path. But in my school, they didn't give me all, like, I, I think, oh, okay. So I it would, sounds like you just need to go through, like, Algebra 2 with me and my students, and you, you would have an appreciation then. Maybe. Because, listen, I remember getting questions right on the test, but not doing it yes. the way I was taught. Yes. And I would still get in trouble because mm-hmm. I didn't do it the way I was told to do it. But I was like, but the, the answer's but right, and they're all right. right. I got there. Yeah. Like, I figured it out, just not your way. And they're like, yeah, but that's not what this is about. I was like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> oh. that's stupid. Well, anyways. <laughs> we need back- to work on you, like, expressing yourself because I don't <laughs> – I don't know how you feel about this right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just pure. Sorry, that was my mom's comment. Pure sal- sarcasm. I got you. Um, okay. Okay. Anyways, back to Jesus. Back okay. To Jesus. Back to Jesus. But um, math and Jesus can go hand in hand. Or okay. they're opposites. But anyways. Um, wow. I'm just kidding. No, you're I'm not. You just said math is satanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? Tool of the um, anyways. So let's talk about something I okay. actually know about. Food. I noticed you said... I noticed you said that it's when you went out to eat with these kids yeah. that they opened up. Mm-hmm. Is it not crazy how something happens in our brain mm-hmm. that when we sit down and eat with somebody, mm-hmm. like oh, barriers come down? We had a whole episode on this. Especially in Latin America. Yeah. Oh, oh food is gosh, so important. Yeah. Really? I've had. Oh, business deals. Yeah. Business deals are closed over a meal. Yes. I usually go to uh, Chili's and get the baby back ribs to close my <laughs> to close my business deals. And do you sing the the jingle? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. That's the Michael Scott way. That's oh right. my gosh! It, every, anybody that's an Office fan listening to this right now just got super happy. Knows and what he's everyone else about. is like, "What is going yep. on?" I thought this was a Christian podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, but like, have you noticed? Like, have you had other experiences? 
where they've opened up other than just like eating together? Like what's another common thing that kind of brings barriers down? I mean, this is going to sound really maybe sketchy to some of our people here listening to us um, because they're like, what, a teacher? But again, different context, uh, different culture. And I've actually had students come over and like, like we have a meal at my house and then they've like slept at my house, like multiple students, like girls. I don't mm-hmm. have boys come sleep over, but like I had some of my girls come over and they ha- stayed the night because they were going to lead worship the next day. Yep. And so we were able to just stay up talking and I've been able to go on retreats with these kids. And so, sorry if that's. <laughs> well, no, I, I think that's only weird in the last 20, 30 years in the U.S. and depending on where you're located in the U.S. Yeah, Because, like, true. my parents grew up in a very small town in southern Indiana, and, like, they'd go over and hang out with their teachers. Like, my dad would go over and, like, play chess with his math teacher. Like, That's they fantastic. were good buddies. Like, and, like... It was just a small town. Everybody knew yeah. everybody. It was like Mayberry. I mean, mm-hmm. that's as close as I'm probably going to get to Aww. explaining it. But yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I I mean, I value the time that I can spend in the classroom with my students. And I never am the one who initiates. That's the thing. My, my students sometimes will be like, oh, you have favorites because you hang out with them. I say, they asked me. I'm not, I'm not so desperate for friends that I'm asking these juniors and seniors in high school hey do you want to hang out this weekend (laughs) right I do have a life but I mean I had I had some kids from my algebra 2 class come over we found out that one of them had never seen I think it was the Lion King and that was just like (gasps) a travesty to me so I invited the class over there were eight kids in the class and I think by the end of the day five of them were there and we had a Disney movie marathon we watched four really solid classic Disney movies that this kid had never seen dang but in between just like i mean it was a bonding experience and i don't know that jesus came up that day but it's kind of cool those those connections that you make open the door for those conversations right it deepens trust between you and them so when jesus does come mm-hmm. up they're like well she's not crazy like yeah. she's not just some weirdo like well, shouting at me on the my street. students might still say that that i'm crazy and a <laughs> that's, weirdo that's fair but... you think i'm crazy and a weirdo for liking math so it's okay I think anybody that likes math is kind of crazy and kind of a weirdo. The only reason we think you're crazy and a weirdo is because you are crazy and you're a weirdo. I claim those titles very proudly. It's okay. That's I, fair. Look, everyone's crazy and a little bit weird, and they just don't always want to admit it. I'm so. still trying to figure out what normal is. There's no. I've yet to see it. It's a people. It's like a construct of people's imagination, and I really think so. There's nobody who's like actually normal in the second or the third year that you were there Mm -hmm. the uh, senior class asked you to be the class sponsor yeah so at the end of the i had um i had a homeroom uh so every day starts with like a 10 minute homeroom where we do take attendance and there's some business things but it's also um split up by grade so i had uh, my first year i had 10th grade girls and then i was with them for 11th grade and it was a chance to you know you could do devos in the morning and um it was just a really good opportunity but Every senior class asks for ask or gets to vote on who they want their senior advisor to be, and senior advisors walk through senior year with them, helping them do fundraising for graduation's a big deal there. I mean, mm. you get dressed very formally, and like there's a party afterwards at this school. It's so much fun. Is it but almost they, like a quinceañera. A little bit, yeah. It <laughs> wow. feels like, and I mean, the girls do like outfit changes from wow. the ceremony to the event, and I'm like, like they look like they're going to prom at the, in the evening. That's kind of cool. And there's dancing, and it's fun, but they have to do fundraising to be able to throw that gotcha. party. Gotcha. But anyway, so I mean, there's and just guiding them. There's a senior retreat, so. 
I was one of two senior advisors um, and they asked me to walk through that year with them. And I was very honored because um, I had invested two years in, in that mm. group. And so um, I'm actually going to be a senior advisor again next, oh, wow. next very, year. Very yeah, cool. the, the This class of 2023 has asked me if I would do that. And for better or worse, I said, <laughs> yes, we'll see if that was actually a good decision. Um, but I'm just really excited because when you have a homeroom or when you have a group like this, it gives you a chance to just have even more personal connections um, and to talk to kids. And And we're actually, I mean, I'm just excited to see what we do. We're going to have that at the end of the day now, and we're going to change. I'm going to have a different homeroom where we have 15 minutes, and it's a mixed grade group. So I'm going to have girls in my group who are in 7th through 12th grade, and they are very apprehensive and like, what is this? It's so weird and different, but it's a chance for our younger kids to learn from our older kids and um, our seniors and juniors to invest in those younger kids. And I don't know. I'm just really excited to see. I love mentoring and I love discipleship. And so any chance I have to per like be like get personal with people, I don't actually like the big teaching. Um, I like the small conversations that I have because that's how I get to know people. That's awesome. Yeah. That's one thing we're trying to focus on more here at the church mm -hmm. is just getting to know each other. I mean, like small conversations. Yeah. It's not yeah. that we don't. I mean, everybody here knows each other on some level yeah. or another. But how many people? Not everybody sat down and had like a, a meal with each other or right. like had an in-depth conversation on like, who are you and what do you like? You know, right. it's, we keep we keep life at such a surface level mm -hmm. relationship so often yeah. but and one of the things that i th i think not all of my students appreciate this but some of them do and at some sometimes later they recognize that they should appreciate it is that i'm invested in my students i want to get to know them and i'm going to be there for them um and i mean this girl who i told you like i was kind of walking through that tough situation with her i mean she had a bag packed and i said if you need me to come get you, you let me know. Like, I, I don't want you to be in a situation where you're unsafe. And I want to make sure these kids know that I care about them beyond just how they do in a math class, because mm. math is important, whether you agree or not. <laughs> um, but it, it's just, it's kind of like the tool to getting to know these kids. Yeah. Um, and so my, my focus is just let, like, let's invest, let's, let's go through this together. And I'm not just going to coddle them. And I think that's why some of these kids do appreciate having me around not all of them appreciate it but they i'm gonna call, i'm gonna kind of call them out on stuff too and say that wasn't really a wise decision and like the boy who came and said i need to hang out here because i'm about to make some bad choices and i said and he told me what had happened already i said well that was not a good decision and i'm not gonna like coddle him and say oh no it'll be all right that's just not my personality and but i'm gonna say that was a that, but how can you how can you learn from that how can we, you've already made a good decision by removing yourself. And I love that opportunity to, to speak truth um, to my students. And so sometimes it has to come a little bit more sternly, but like mm -hmm. there's always, there's always grace with it. So are you going to drag us down? No, I'm not going to drag you down that rabbit hole. <gasps> a quick primer on what just happened. Uh, during the Roe v. Wade episode, I said, you can't have grace with that. What, how, what, which you can't one? have. Truth without, without grace. grace. You can't have truth without grace. Mm -hmm. And so now the question is, can you really, though? Can you not really have truth? <laughs> and so me and Andrea last Sunday and Jason and 
Lori, uh-huh. it, it was like a train wreck conversation <laughs> where everybody's saying, I think the same thing, but none of us were saying it the same way. So I don't know if we were yeah. agreeing or disagreeing or what. I saw these four people across the way and they Dude, were Randy's throwing just, chairs, oh, throwing yeah. books. There was smoke coming up. I said, I'm not going over there. Uh, <laughs> I know, man. I just That's started crazy. yelling in Spanish. and Yeah. <laughs> I heard some of the words that she said. None of these things You're are true. You're not supposed to rat me out. Come We're also on. not just supposed to lie to our listeners. Like, that's like, <laughs> it was all very civil. We're all I good. I would like to think that they know that that's not true. But, I, you know. I hope so. I Andrea, one of the things that I love about the about your uh, particular story, there, there are two things. Uh, one we haven't talked about yet, but let's do the one that we have. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just the idea that you have found something that you are good at. Yeah. I'm, and that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fantastic. I mean, mm-hmm. so much of ministry, we think, oh, we got to learn stuff that, that we don't know how to do. And that's not it yeah. at all. We we find what we're good at mm-hmm. and we turn it over to the Lord and the Lord uses it to drive us deeper yeah. with somebody. That's great. So, I mean, I am going to talk about the math a little bit more. I'm sorry, Zach. I, but, I'll be all right. But... <laughs> I mean, my students are shocked. I tell them often, I'm I'm not the best at math. And they're like, yeah, 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 you have to say that. And I'm like, and I will show them. I, I have a picture of like my, my test scores from my very first college math class. I got a 60 and then a 59 and then a 30. And I went to my professor and uh, one of the professors and said, I'm going to have to change my major. I'm, I, I can't do math. And she was like, that's not the case. You just don't know how to study. And I had somebody come alongside me and show me how I could be successful with that. And so for me, the math is not actually because I'm John Nash and I'm like, oh my gosh, the numbers are speaking to me. (laughs) It's because I see an opportunity to use something that I'm actually, I'm better. I'm better at the English. I'm better at reading Mm -hmm. and writing. That just comes more naturally. Um, But I love the numbers and I love the problem solving. And I love coming alongside kids who don't love math, who who think that they're no good at math because test scores have told them differently. And I've really been able to use that as like my ministry tool to kind of start to get to know these kids and say, no, look, I believe in you and you can be successful too. Like, and so then I show them those test scores and they go, wait, so how are you my math teacher? (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay. And like, for real though, like I can hate on math all day, but I had like three really great math teachers throughout the like, you know, Mm-hmm. 14, 16 <laughs> years of school, whatever. Yeah, college included. That's not three a good college included. <laughs> right, right. I'm doing no, that math. No, but I'm saying like three like really good ones. The rest were like fine, but it was more like this is how you do it. Here, yeah. go. But then I had like three that went out of their way. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the first one. And I'll go ahead and name drop. His name was Mr. Hackman. It was seventh grade. And I did not understand the math. And he took me out of the class. He had his teaching assistant take over. Mm -hmm. She took over the class. He took me out to the library, just me and him, sat down and said, okay, so here's what we got to do, Zach. And then he started like breaking it down and figuring out why I wasn't getting it. Mm -hmm. But it's like he couldn't do that in like the main classroom. So I totally believe that it can happen. I just needed like 24 more people exactly like him Mm -hmm. and I would have been okay. But that wasn't the case. But I think you're dead on on like – how are you wired? Mm-hmm. Or in your case, m- maybe math doesn't come super easy to you, but now you do get it. And mm-hmm. now you have the story to say, I didn't get it. Yeah. And now I do get it. And so you can get it too. Mm-hmm. And I was that person that I had to ask 
like for help from people. And I had to say, um, wait, how did you get there? Can you explain it a different way? And I had to hear it five or six different ways sometimes. And like by the time I was like in modern abstract algebra in college, I'm going, I don't really get it, but I got there. So, you know, but I had to, I had to ask for that help and I had to, I had to hear different ways. And so I love it when my students don't get it the first time. Right. Um, Most of the time, I should say, like when it's two plus two, like, come on guys, I can't really explain this a different way. Um, But I really loved that. And I love getting to see that light bulb because when kids just automatically get it, I'm like, okay, you got it. But yeah, there's there's a little bit of a challenge in there of like, how do I explain this so that it makes sense? I think there's like something too about like, you know, we talked about, you know, eating together can Mm -hmm. break down barriers. But I think there's something in working side by side with somebody Mm -hmm. that when you do that, you develop an appreciation (laughs) for them and like an understanding of of them, um, even just Mm -hmm. by working with them. You don't even have to really like talk about them, but you just see something in their character through that. So, yeah, I mean, it's been cool because math was the the gateway subject for me to get involved at NCA, but then just... You guys know. aren't doing any favors for math when you say <laughs> things like that, okay? Um, and so, I mean, that was like the the tool for me getting there, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really cool to see how God has stretched me. I used an analogy recently of, you know, those uh, the rack, like the medieval torture device where they would yes. strap you in and then yep. crank it and they stretch you. Um, and I've kind of felt like that over the last five years. Um, where we're just cranking that wheel and I'm like seven feet tall now. Um, but the math was the start, but it, even that it was like, Hey, can you teach an AP stats class? Uh, yeah, I can. Okay. Um, but I've added in the guidance counseling. I've actually taught a class on worship through song and worship leadership. And I've worked with our students in that I've, I took over the, the youth, uh, coordinator role. Uh, and I, uh, for our church council after serving on as the worship coordinator and things that I feel like I'm wildly unqualified for, but it's just cool to see how God works through those unqualifications, if you will. Yeah. Well, um, that's the second thing uh-huh. that I really like about your story because, uh, I mean, all the way from learning Spanish, mm-hmm. how long did you study Spanish? <laughs> like before moving? Yeah. Um, I mean, I took three years in eighth grade through 10th grade. Yeah, that didn't count. No. <laughs> I was able to say, donde está el baño? <laughs> Dude, so but many But you just shots. kind of picked it up. <laughs> yeah. I, well, and I'm, yeah, I still have a long way to go. And and the the uh, uh, guidance counseling, mm-hmm. how, how much have you studied that? None. Yeah. So, and worship leading. None. What That's course, coursework have you done in worship Learning leading? on the fly. <laughs> So sometimes part of it, part of ministry is finding what you're good at and doing that. But part of it is also being open to do things that, frankly, you know, you're not good at. Mm -hmm. Look at Moses standing in front of a burning bush and God's (laughs) like, hey, I'm going to need you to go uh, lead these people out of Israel. And he's like, but I just left there because I murdered a guy and I have a stutter. And he's like, no, you're You'll still the guy. <laughs> you can and do he's it. like, okay. You know, like, and, and it works out great. Yeah. You know, well, most, oh, yeah. mostly great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you just kind of got to like lean into it and be like, well, I guess I'm just going to figure this mm-hmm. out. And there are times that I've been asked to do things that I say, no, I don't think so. You know, I pray about it or just immediately <laughs> say, nope. But, um, 
And sometimes the things that I want to say no to, um, like, and, and then I am not allowed to, for, for example, I was teaching a biblical ethics class, um, to 10th grade boys. Woo! And, um, if you want to stretch a little bit, do that. Um, and I, I've had them since just the beginning of January and in mid February we're I'm trying to have these conversations about caring for the poor and they're not doing the reading and, and they're not participating in the classes. So, or like in class discussion, they're wanting to get off topic. And I went to the principal one Friday, just bawling. And I'm like, I am done. I'm done with that group. And you need to find someone else to teach this class. And she said, why don't you take the weekend to pray about it? And I'm pretty sure I actually said the words, well, I'm not going to pray about it, but I'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs> and I finished that class with those kids. We had a conversation on Monday. I had a game plan and they got to see me and Miss McFall for a hot minute. And it was terrifying. Um, but then we turned a corner and we had some really, really solid conversation um, about some really hard topics about things like um, about divorce, about abortion, about um, LGBT rights, about euthanasia. And we were able to have these conversations and I'm so glad that I did stick with it. And so for me, that was kind of one of those, nope, I, I've made up my mind that this is not where God has called me. <laughs> and he just needed to stretch me a little bit and I'm the better for it. I had some, I just, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, plenty of people listening to this right now are not going to be missionaries in some country mm -hmm. or, you know, doing some, what, what they probably perceive to be big moves or anything mm -hmm. for the kingdom. But the thing I love about your story is you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm a teacher in Nicaragua mm -hmm. and I'm a missionary mm -hmm. because I'm a teacher in Nicaragua. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, what do you do, Mr. Postman? Do you have three minutes to talk to somebody on the sidewalk? Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, you can start to develop a relationship mm -hmm. with the people on your route or the people at the post office or whatever, you know, like whatever you do. And I understand we're in a weird time in the U.S. Mm -hmm. right now where it's like you, maybe you're not allowed to talk about some mm -hmm. things. Well, if you know people well enough mm -hmm. and you become good enough friends with people, they're not going to rat you out. You'll be okay. Yeah. Just like, but that's why you need to make relationships with people, right? And I think that that's why it's it's important to pray for people. I, yes. you know, at my last school, I, I told you I couldn't actually explicitly um, bring up my faith or the gospel, but you know, my students would say things like, oh, how was your weekend? What'd you do? And I say, oh, well, I, you know, I did this and that. And I went to church and youth group and some, they just usually would let it pass. But I had one young lady who in particular really took to that. And she's like, oh, are you a Christian? I said, well, yes, I am. And she and I talked and I got to like, kind of like not coach her, but like offer some advice about things. And mm -hmm. she ended up going on a mission trip and she asked me to support her in that. And I mean, I've been praying for my students and I just had to, I mean, it became probably not as often as it should, but I prayed regularly, like, God, just open those doors to have those conversations. And like, I just kind of would, I I trust a lot on like that Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. like the gut feeling of, nope, you need to do that. And um, so I, like, God will open those doors if you're, if you're like, I think if you're listening for him. Or willing. Or willing yeah. to, yeah. And you've, just got to be ready. And sometimes it's going to be uncomfortable. So you, you pointed out prayer as like a super important thing yeah. to be doing. Like, and I think we've neglected mm -hmm. the power of prayer, um, oh, yeah. at least in recent years mm -hmm. in Western culture or mm -hmm. probably everywhere yeah. for, or, you know, a lot of people do that. Um, but there's huge power in prayer. Mm -hmm. But the second thing is I really see a decline in like people reading scripture. Mm -hmm. How much 
has reading scripture um, affected your ability to lead well and to help these kids? Well, I mean, scripture is is truth, mm-hmm. capital T truth, and um, so I mean, I can I can offer advice to problems that people bring to me, but I want to make sure that I'm offering like God centered truth, mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that 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 what I'm offering is not just my gut reaction to it, but it's actually like prompted by the Holy spirit. And so it's, it's, it's so important. I, I can't really emphasize that more. It's, it's when you fill your head with the, with that truth. And then when those problems come up, when people ask you questions, you're ready to give an answer. And, um, it's not just a guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm not always great at, I'm, I'll be, someone will ask me something. I said, Oh, I think there's a verse in like, the New Testament. But then what's really great, I actually kind of love that because then my, my students will say, isn't there a verse about that? I'm like, I think so. Hey, let's look for that together. Yes. And I love when I get to like either open a physical Bible or open my Google Bible in <laughs> Bible Gateway. Mm-hmm. And we find that verse together and we read it and we're like, but wait, what's the context of that? That's awesome. Um, and I've, yeah, I mean, especially in lead, like I've started leading worship in the last couple of years at my, at my church in Nicaragua. And I feel like I've had to even lean into that more because when you're speaking to a congregation, you want to offer truth. I mean, right. I can say a lot of words, Yep. exhibit A right here. Um, <laughs> and uh, so it's important to me that when I'm leading worship, that's a very, I take that very seriously. And when I speak to my students, I take that very seriously and I want to speak truth. That's awesome. So it's both. It's prayer and it's scripture and it's relationships with other people and with God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We are coming up on when we're going to have to stop. That's fine. Sadly. Oh. But um, one thing I wanted to ask, too, is like you are funded to be there, correct? Correct. How does all that go about? Well, the the school is able to offer like a, a small salary and a stipend and it would be enough to kind of get by on, but, um, they encourage, um, all of their teachers, all of their expat teachers to work with a mission organization. And so I've partnered with one mission society for the last five years. Um, I just celebrated my five year anniversary with them, which was very exciting. And they gave me five minutes to speak. So I took like 13 and it was Mm -hmm. great. Um, and they, and, I, I raise support and I have, and before I left for Nicaragua back in 2017, I met with people and, and told them what my ministry was going to be and said, will you partner with me in this? And to me, that is very important because the, I think it's so cool. I've been on this, the side, obviously where I'm asking for support, but I've also been on the side of supporting others. And it's Mm -hmm. really cool to have other people be part of that ministry. So I just had dinner with a dear friend last night and she supports me. She and her family support me. And, um, uh, she, and just getting to share with her and it's like, she doesn't say it this way, but she kind of said, Oh, that I'm part of that. Like she kind of sees, I love to hear what God's doing in you and doing through you. And, and she's a part of that. And that's so, so cool to me. And, um, it's not my favorite part of the, the job, if you will, but it's an important part. And it's, it's something, and it reminds me that me and all of my, um, uh, self-sufficient desires. Um, I can't do this on my own. And I'm very thankful for the people who have partnered with me along the way. New Hope has partnered with me yep. along the way. Um, and 
the support just means a lot. It's more than just like, oh, here's like 50 bucks a month. It's like, hey, you're you're part of this ministry. Look what like that has enabled me to do. I've been able to um, like work with this student, like figuring out the their needs because mm-hmm. they're just they've just been diagnosed with a learning disability or this, you know, whatever it is. And it's like you're part of that. And so it's it's been a challenge. COVID really hit hard. Um, when I'm in the States, um, the, like the living costs are higher here. So more money has to come out of my support account. And so when I was stuck here from March through August of 2020, it, it did take a hit on my support account. And then also just, I mean, things got tight for people. Some people lost their jobs or, um, just had to make changes. And I mean, I know the economy is crazy. I got back and I went grocery shopping with my mom and I went, I'm sorry, what? It's how much? Try gas. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, well, yeah, I can feel that one because the gas is about so the same sad. there. It's, oh, that's it's really, really sad. Um, <laughs> and, um, but, and so I get it, like things are tight, but I'm like, to me, I just, and I love that I, I get to support other people. I have yeah. um, a friend at headquarters who I support and, um, and I love hearing about her ministry when she talks about, oh, I helped translate these, um, these booklets into these different languages that I didn't know before. And um, I'm like, wow. And I got to help be part of that. Yeah. And so I've been very thankful for that, but that is something that kind of is a challenge. So if somebody who's listening wants to support Mm -hmm. you, what's the easiest way for them to do that? That is a great question. Um, A a great way would be to, you can find me on the one mission society webpage. Um, And that's one mission society.org. Dot org. That is correct. Um, People. Follow the links to give, give mm-hmm. to a missionary, Correct. look for your name, Andrea Look for my McFall. name, Andrea McFall. And, um, but also if it's someone who knows me, reach out to me and talk to me. I'm going to be, I'm going to be reaching out to some people here pretty soon, sending an email saying, Hey, I'm looking for some help here. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just always trust like money has never been a concern for me. Um, right. it's, like God likes to come through in the last minute. Sometimes I, I got my official, like, yes, you can buy your ticket because you have enough funds raised to go to Nicaragua in 2017, 24 hours before I had to be at the airport. Yeah. But so it wasn't on my timeline. I wanted to be done by the end of June, but, right. but he comes through and um, I'm very thankful for that. And I'm just thankful for all the people who have kind of walked through that with me, whether it's through prayer or through, through financial support. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're glad we can uh, get you on here to talk about what you're doing um, and to shine a little light on what it means to disciple people and that we can all kind of be missionaries right here where we're at, too. You know, like um, that we can take whatever our profession is Mm -hmm. and we can see how that connects with other people, that that builds relationships. Mm -hmm. And then through relationships, we can share Jesus. And that's just we can never stress that enough that yeah. needs to be so 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 on the forefront of all of our minds absolutely um thank you andrea for coming thank on you. Here. thank you for having me and uh we just want to say that we want to thank our sponsors at life audio they're awesome our partners um they have uh, lots and lots and lots of cool podcasts for you to check out they got podcasts on uh parenting bible study prayer um, on reading contextually through scripture, just such important stuff. Uh, get over there, check them out. And uh, if you want to drop us a question, you can do that through salty saints at becomehope.com or questions at becomehope.com. Whatever you're listening on, give us a like, give us a 
rating, whatever you can do. And until next time, stay salty. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.